And I'm down at Waitakere Central Library and I've come to see the Broken City Celebration of Graffiti Writing Exhibition, which um, we've talked already with curator Dina Jacobs, but I've now got the pleasure of talking with Jamie McCready, who is a photographer whose work features in the exhibition. Kia ora, Jamie, thanks for making the time to have a chat. Kia ora, thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell me a little bit about, about your work. You've been documenting graffiti writing for some years now, I believe. Yeah, I started um, I started taking photos with my mum's disposable camera um, in the late 90s. I think it was 97. A friend from my neighbourhood, Charles Williams, aka Fat One, um, it was his work that caught my eye before photography. So mm-hmm. I would I would go to walls that you know him him and his mates had painted and um, I'd just go and to see them pretty mm-hmm. much and I'd take friends to see the walls because the artwork was just amazing to me. And sometimes I'd get to the wall and someone else had destroyed the wall. And I couldn't believe that no one took a photo of it to keep it alive. And uh, so that's where I started taking my mum's camera. She used to get angry with me because, <laughs> you know, she'd have a few shots left and I'd go and shoot them off and then she'd be like, where are these shots gone? And she'd get it, the film developed and then she'd find <laughs> out Surprise. that I took <laughs> photos of graffiti with her camera. So I eventually had to buy my own camera. Um, yeah. And so d- did you kind of like self are you self-taught in terms of Well, it's funny because I say I'm self-taught, but in 98, I did a six-week black and white photography course at Whitecliffe Art School. Okay. It was only six classes, one night a week. I think it was a Wednesday for six weeks. I learned, well, sorry, I had to, to do the course, I had to buy a, entry-level SLR camera, 35 millimeter film camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it cost me like $280 at the time. And I needed that camera to do the course. I remember just getting the camera in time for the course. On the course, I learned how to, like I knew nothing. Mm. Uh, all I knew was how to shoot my mum's disposable camera, point and shoot. So. The course um, taught me how to load film, shoot film, and then we learned how to um, develop our film in the dark room. I cannot remember any of that today, but I remember being in the dark room and doing it all, but yeah. Did you kind of move into the digital world relatively soon after that? This was 98. I didn't switch over to digital till 2003. So... I think five years, five years I shot on my, it was a um, Chinon, Chinon, I, I think it's a Japanese camera, I think. Okay. I'm not sure, um, but that was a great camera, I had it for f- you know, five years mm. and pretty much all my um, early graffiti collection was shot on that camera. You've actually, over these years, have built up like a pretty large collection, hey, of Auckland's graffiti yeah. writing. 
did you like at first you were saying before that you started by just going out particularly around fat one and and documenting did you then become kind of part of of the crew in terms of you'd know when people were going to do no some riding or for a long time i used what i'd call my graffiti antennas (laughs) and i would just you know i would get in my car and i'd just use my senses and be like where have they been because i i knew charles but i didn't um you know i I don't even think cell phones were around then, but I, I didn't have his phone number. I couldn't ring mm-hmm. him up and say, hey, how's it going? Where are you painting today? So it wasn't like that. I had to go and, I, you know, a lot of the time I'd, I'd just walk the train tracks. Back then you could. Now you, they don't allow you to get onto the train tracks, but back in the day you could just mm. walk onto the tracks and walk down the tracks as far as you wanted. That's how I kind of knew where they had painted, because I'd I'd check all the old spots and I could see from a distance whether they'd painted there or not. And you, yeah, usually you could see the new wall from without getting out of your car sometimes. Mm. Sometimes I'd just have a feeling to go to this area and usually that's where they'd just painted. It was oh. weird. So I was um, forever chasing them around for a while, following their work. Um, because like now it's I mean nineteen ninety seven is you know twenty years worth of uh, of documentary. Have you seen much in the way of? I mean you would have seen styles change and things I suppose. Yeah, well the whole the whole graffiti culture changed completely. Like it's totally different to what it was when I was documenting it. I I did a solid ten years I think. Mm. Um, when my daughter was born in two thousand six. I completely stopped documenting graffiti. It just, yeah. Different priorities. Had to sit in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, yeah, keeping a roof over your head and food on the table was yeah, more important than running around taking photos of art. Because mm. I was going to say, was there, you know, could you sell your work? Was there a market? Publications or anything? Well, so. In 2002, Disrupt Magazine started. So from 98, there was a point, I I know when it happened, it was at um, the first Disrupt the System. I went with about 13 rolls of film thinking that would be enough. Disrupt the System was this event that Elliot O'Donnell, Askew, put on in the Aid Hair Square in town. Mm. And it was, pretty much walls just set up around the square. Halfway through the day I'd gone through my 13 rolls of film (laughs) and I had no money. So I went back to the supermarket and took me some film. So that's what happened. Um, Because I I, I just felt like I needed to keep documenting. Mm -hmm. There was so much going on, it was booming. All this new stuff that no one had ever seen before. And I, I felt like it was my job to keep capturing. Mm. And so I did what I did to be able to keep capturing. So if I got money, I'd go and buy film. And I got to this point where I'd have to number my rolls of film. So in, in the early days, I would shoot a roll of film off, get it developed, and put it into my photo album. Shoot a roll off, get it developed. Then one day I had no money. It was after that Disrupt the System event I think I was left with maybe 
20 rolls of film after that event and that's that event is when I started to number them it was that that day so I shot off one roll and I was like these are going to get mixed up so I, th I think I had a marker on me and I wrote one mm. and put it in my bag and then the next one I wrote two at the end of the day I think I had like 20 rolls of film and that's where it started so any roll of film I shot off it would get numbered put into my shoe box and I just my focus was to get more film and keep shooting not to get not to develop them yeah so I knew that one day this might stop and then I could probably focus on developing but right now lots was happening and I had to capture it <laughs> I think in 2002 my friends Elliot Johnny and Deirdre started Disrupt magazine in order to start Disrupt magazine they needed my photos ah and so I presented them a shoebox <laughs> full of film <laughs> with numbers on it. And I think they forked out over 600 bucks to get all that developed so then we could start Disrupt Magazine. So that was actually a big help for me. My images finally had a use mm -hmm. and the world got to see them. Uh, Disrupt Magazine went for five or six years. I think there were six issues. In 2004, another magazine started, Back to Basics magazine. So Disrupt was just strictly graffiti. Mm -hmm. Back to Basics started by this guy, Sen from Wellington. He moved up to Auckland and wanted to start the magazine, approached me to be their photographer. This magazine was a hip-hop magazine. So it also had, it had graffiti, but also breakdancing, mm -hmm. MCing, and DJing and it was New Zealand's first strictly hip-hop magazine. So, um, Sen bought a camera. He got he had a, a budget of $4,000 to get a camera for the magazine, and he went and bought the Bronica, mm -hmm. the, the camera I now use today. But I, ha I had no clue how to use it. I had never shot on medium format before. Pretty much got thrown in deep end and had to learn real quick. All the graffiti stuff was shot on my 35 right. millimeter That's featuring camera. here in the Broken yeah. City exhibition. I think that had something to do with the film. So at the time I was using Kodak Ultra 400. I believe I just started using that film on accident. I don't know, it was the cheapest film at the time. or But I remember when I got the film developed, I was just blown away of how the colors were popping. Mm. And I was like, wow. like. The photos didn't look like that on my mum's disposable camera. <laughs> so um, I just stuck with that film. And yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. And, you know, for this time, but also for all your work. It's, it's awesome. The artists must be um, pretty stoked too to see yeah. their work having been documented. It's funny because no one's seen my work. Like, if you're around when the Disrupt magazines were out, you saw my work, but, you know, not many people have seen my work since then. Yeah, that's my goal right now, is to yeah. sort all my work. Sweet. <laughs> Thanks heaps, Jamie. No worries. <laughs>